This is the Film Slut Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm doing my December movies episode, and I saw 33 movies this month. Most of them were 2020 releases, and oh my god, I literally went crazy, and I caught up with a lot of things. So yeah, um, these movies are the ones I saw in December, but then I'm not going to talk much about them because they are actually in my top 10 list episode, which I think is already out, and yeah, so they are Sound of Metal, Another Round, Lovers, Rock, Possessor, Minari, Soul, Promising Young Woman, Shiver Baby, and Minari, so those are on my other episode anyways. So okay, let's start with Mank. The anticipation was way better than the film itself. I saw Citizen Kane to prepare for Mank, and both films were such a waste of my time. It's about Herman Mankiewicz, the guy who wrote Citizen Kane and fought to get credit, but that theory is debunked, apparently, and it's all actually like from Orson Welles. But I don't know, I know it's close to Finch's heart because his dad wrote it, and I'm just like so sorry to him because like none of it was interesting. It was just Gary Oldman lying in bed and being drunk all the time. Um, the little cigarette burns on screen annoyed the fuck out of me. It was so cheesy. I appreciate how they made it look like it was from that period and that's what Fincher wanted, but then the aspect ratio wasn't like a square, like 3x4 TV box. So like nothing really made sense about it aesthetically and I don't think it'll go far at the Oscars. It's such an average movie, and like, critics will love it because they love movies, but like, the average audience, like, I don't think they would even care about this movie. I gave it a 3 out of 5. Then we have Ammonite. Another disappointment for the Saoirse Ronan and Kate Winslet lesbian beach drama. It's a sad portrait of a lady on fire. And yeah, it's just like tragic that it was released so quickly right after that film because people can't help point out the similarities, especially like, I mean, technically this movie was in production way before, but like people just can't help compare those two and like Ammonite is definitely the weaker one. It's gorgeously shot and I'm so sad I didn't see it in cinemas, but like I honestly... Because, I mean, I love period films, like, don't get me wrong. But, like, this was so frustrating and the biggest issue was the lack of chemistry. Like, there was none. And it was so predictable. None of it really grabbed me and the ending felt really inconclusive. And there's, like, this symbolism thing, but I think it's cheap and it was vague and none of it was that compelling. So, yeah. And then I saw Black Bear, which is this new... Aubrey Plaza movie and she's so good in this like you're literally not ready this was a mind fuck and like literally please go into this with zero knowledge and don't even watch the trailer because it really surprises you in like the best way possible it was really creepy and I was so confused and like nothing really added up but like everything's for a reason and it a lot of people compared it to Mulholland Drive and like it's not that good but just, yeah, just go into it without knowing anything. That's all I'll say. And then I saw Dick Johnson is Dead. It's a Netflix documentary. I didn't like it that much. I know some parts... I mean, okay, it's about this lady who is trying to deal with the fact that her dad's gonna die soon. So she makes her dad die, like, 
obviously it's acting like she films like a lot of scenes where like he could die like him like falling or like him having a heart attack so that she, it's like her preparing for it kind of like some parts are supposed to be like beautiful in a sad way but i didn't really buy into that reenactment thing and like fine if you're into documentaries like that but like it just wasn't that great and it was really cheesy and then i saw the assistant and th that was like i don't know it was just like nothing that i've really seen before it revolves around an intern and she works at a film production company company where the boss is a sexual predator and it echoes like the whole harvey weinstein thing it's a really slow burn they don't show any of like the shit that goes down and it's really patient and subtle because it's from her point of view and it's yeah like it's really nuanced and subtle but you know exactly what's going on and how this intern like suspects something is terribly wrong but yeah definitely watch it and then i saw the nest and if you're like me and you love movies about rich people problems or like more like poor people pretending to be rich then this is like exactly the film for you it's like with Jude Law and Carrie Coon, who's gorgeous, and the locations and the cinematography was absolutely stunning. It's set in the countryside in England, and they have this like big house, um, a mansion. Oh no, they call it a manor, and there's horses and like, Carrie Coon is so great in this. She's absolutely sublime. I didn't even recognize her as the person who plays Nick Dunn's sister Margot in Gone Girl, and like. God. she's the one who's not really in it but she's the one at the bar at the beginning playing board games with him before amy goes missing anyways the nest touches on like materialism and being envious of wealth in like a really interesting way i gave it four out of five and then i saw the prom on netflix it's a really fun shitty movie nothing makes sense ryan murphy needs to go to jail andrew rannells was the only good part of it and like that's all i'll say and then I saw Wonder Woman 1984. I keep saying Wonder Woman 1989, but... Like <laughs> um, yeah, this was terrible. I hate Gal Gadot. I hated the story. I hated both villains. Nothing made sense. I hated how they brought Chris Pine back because like none of that was even necessary. Um, I hate the whole sequence in Egypt and how stereotypical and racist that was. And it made no... Like, it didn't need to happen. So yeah, don't watch it. Um, and then I saw Shirley. It's with Elizabeth Moss and the dad from Call Me By Your Name, Michael Stuhlbarg, and Logan Lerman, and another girl who I forgot her name. But it's about a writer and her husband, which is like Elizabeth Moss and Michael Stuhlbarg's character. Um, and they take in this young couple and the whole thing gets really like toxic and weird and uneasy but it feels kind of like a fairy tale and it's so entertaining even though like things are just not right you can just feel that it's not right um elizabeth moss is fucking scary but she's such a great actress so like i guess the scientology is working i gave that a four out of five and then i saw wild mountain time it's Emily Blunt and Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades of Grey and it's an Irish drama about farms like that's literally the plot it has like nothing really goes on throughout and it's really like farms things t until 
it gets really alarming and like the best plot twist I'll ever witness in my life happens and like search it up if you want to I'm not gonna spoil it but like you'll never be able to guess what goes down in the climax of wild mountain time it's so stupid but it was like hilarious and I would have never guessed like what the plot twist was so yeah and then I saw Ma Rainey's Black Bottom um, aside from the great performances by Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis and like yeah they had really really good monologues that were really grand but everything else in comparison including the directing was pretty forgettable for a film that's all about music and like in- like there's a lot of moments where like they're playing instruments but like other than that like the score was so weak I could barely re- remember like what the movie even sounded like and I hated how the dialogue was delivered because it was just too snappy like you can tell it's adapted from a play I wasn't necessarily bored I was just like not excited about any like any of it um I and then I saw let them all talk it's about a writer who invites her friends and her nephew to go on a cruise with her and travel to the UK because she's accepting a prize for her work and yeah the cast is like stacked I had a good ish like, I mean, I had good expectations for it because of the cast. Like, it's Meryl Streep and Lucas Hedges. But when I heard that it was Soderbergh that was directing, I was like, it's not going to be that good. And I was right. Like, apparently they had no real screenplay and they didn't... Like, they made the story up as they went because they actually shot this on a cruise ship. And the actors were, like, improvising. And, like, based on that, like, I guess the results weren't that bad. But then it's, like, it's really realistic and it's nice to watch a really slow movie just about, like, people talking. But yeah, it's just really just that and, like, nothing else really happens. And it's alright, I guess. It's just not something I wanted. And then I saw After We Collided. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's gonna be, like, a big award season contender. (laughs) Um, It was literally just Pawn. Like, I read the fan fiction fiction when I was 13, and I'm just watching this now because 13-year-old me wanted to, like, would have wanted me to watch this. I had a blast, honestly. It was hilarious. Like, as you probably know, it was based on a Harry Styles fan fiction. Um, yeah, and then I rewatched Eyes Wide Shut, which is my favorite Kubrick movie. It's equal parts, like, bone-chilling and super horny, and it's, like, mysterious. It's so well shot and it is a Christmas movie, like I will say that. And if you haven't seen it, like please watch it. It's definitely like a five out of five. And also I rewatched A Star is Born. Um I think I saw this in cinemas by myself. And this is like the second time I'm watching it, but I still don't think it's impressive. I never thought it was great and like I hate Allie and Jackson's relationship. I don't think I could love anyone after they peed themselves at the Grammys. It, like, the whole thi- the whole relationship doesn't make sense because they don't have chemistry and, like, they didn't even spend that much time together. So, like, I don't know why people, like, think it's such a masterpiece because it's not. It's really not. And then I saw this short film that I'll quickly mention. It's called Nimic that came out this year as well. Um, it's directed by Yorgos Lanthimos, the guy who did, like, The Lobster and The Favourite. Um, it's really trippy and I think it's only, like, 10 plus minutes so like definitely watch it because it's really it's so eerie 
but also really pretty yeah it's like super creepy just watch it so yeah thank you so much for listening those are my movies that i saw in december bye this is the film slot podcast